Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBV Pod. I'm your host, Steve Johnson, and today is going to be a little different. Today, we're going to talk about summer book recommendations. I get a lot of questions based upon uh, the Fiverr Friday newsletter I put out and just the discussions I have with people regarding uh, summer book recommendations. Uh, this could be books that span education or books that are just entertaining, books that are important. Um, the ones I have read this summer so far and that I am planning on reading are what I'm going to share today. And in addition to that, I'm going to share some books that I've read in the past that if you haven't read them yet, are definitely worth checking out. So there are 15 books in total, and I'm going to jump in right now. But before I do, I should say that all of these books are in the show notes. And the probably the best way to access the show notes instead of me just saying the URL uh, right now on the air is that you can go to the Panama Buena Vista Union School District website. Um, from there, go to the PBV Lounge, which you can find on the left-hand side of the homepage of the district. And then you'll find a PBV pod link on the left of PBV Lounge. Uh, that's where you can gain access to all of the show notes. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. First book is, um, for actually the first two books are by Paul Bambrick Santoyo. And those books are Get Better Faster and Driven by Data. Now, I have started Get Better Faster. I really, really like it. I especially like the Get Better Faster scope and sequence, which is a, a really great tool for principals and academic coaches who are coaching or mentoring teachers. Uh, it's in the book. It's also It also can be found online if you, <clears throat> if you Google Get Better, Faster, Scope, and Sequence, you'll find a PDF uh, version of it. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But uh, definitely a good book. And a lot of academic coaches are reading it right now. So if you're a teacher, I think it could be really informative for uh, for the way forward with academic coaches. Uh, Driven by Data is something, is a book I have not uh, gotten into yet. I have it, and I'm planning on reading it this summer. I'm going to go to the University of Virginia with the lead school team uh, next week, and I'm hoping to really get into it there if I have time um, and discuss it with the people there. But both Get Better Faster and Driven by Data are, are books, as I said, written by Paul Bambrick Santoyo, and he just has a lot of great insights, a lot of wonderful strategies and um, ways of collaborating with your team that might be worth checking out uh, if you're interested. Okay, uh, third book. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now, this has been around a long time. I believe it was published in 1989. Uh, but I am reading it for the first time. And according to my Kindle, I'm 70% of the way through. I, I found this book really helpful. It has a lot of things in it that have become common knowledge. What I mean is, in 1989, things like synergize or frameworks or think win-win those, um, those maybe in 89 were pretty novel ideas. I don't know. Um, but because of this book, they're commonplace now. And some of them might even have become cliches, but that doesn't mean they're not important. And so the seven habits of highly effective people are be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first, think win-win, Seek first to understand, then be understood. That's the chapter I'm in in the book right now. Synergize and sharpen the saw. So, I mean, you could Google 
the seven habits of highly effective people and see those seven habits. But reading the book has definitely been helpful in diving into each one and really understanding how I can apply those things to my life, to my job. Um, it's really just a great book. So definitely worth reading uh, and checking out, even though it's been around for a while. Okay, the next book I'm reading is called Conspiracy. Peter Thiel, Hulk Hogan, Gawker, and the Anatomy of Intrigue by Ryan Holiday. So this book, I'm also a little over halfway through. Um, it's, it's pretty entertaining. It covers how Peter Thiel basically constructed a conspiracy along with someone that the book calls Mr. A to take Gawker, which was basically a news website, take them down. Um, I'm not going to go into it anymore right now, but it's definitely worth reading, especially if you followed uh, what happened in the news when other news sources were covering this. Super fascinating and really eye-opening to the fact that a lot of times, you know, we hear of conspiracy theories and, you know, think they're fake, and oftentimes they probably are. But in this case, uh, there was a conspiracy that, that was created and they pulled it off. And it's pretty remarkable. So definitely worth checking out that book. Could be a good summer read. The next book uh, that I just finished this past weekend is What Made Maddie Run? The Secret Struggles and Tragic Death of an All-American Teen by Kate Fagan. Uh, Kate Fagan is an author for ESPN. I believe she's on ESPN, uh, the channel, uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, but this book is devastating. Um, it's a page turner, uh, but it is devastating. Uh, and I think it's important, especially with what has uh, transpired the last week or so, um, with celebrities committing suicide. Um, again, I don't want to get into this book too much, uh, but, I, but I think if you work with, uh, children and especially if you work with high school students or college students, um, the, the, the pressure they feel and the way society is now with just how high you have to perform, social media, and a lot of other things um, are discussed in this book and I think worth thinking about uh, if you're working with young people. So again, What Made Maddie Run is the title and Kate Fagan is the author and it's worth checking out this summer. Okay, uh, next two books are by Walter Isaacson. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci and Benjamin Franklin. Now, I started Benjamin Franklin, the bio, the, uh, yeah, the biography by Walter Isaacson a while ago. I put that in my Fiverr Friday, and then I put it aside. I got the page like seven or something, put it aside and started reading a whole bunch of other stuff, which I tend to do. I actually read Walter Isaacson's other biography, his, his most recent one, Leonardo da Vinci. And now I'm going to go back to Benjamin Franklin in just, a, you know, just probably a couple days from now. But uh, Leonardo da Vinci... That book was awesome. I started reading it just to kind of look at it because I got it as a gift a while ago, and then I just couldn't put it down. Um, Leonardo da Vinci is such a fascinating person, a genius, obviously, and I just loved reading about not just his paintings, but all the other things he created, um, the engineering component, his um, study of anatomy, um, his like uh, just there's just so much stuff that he got into that he was into as far as uh, engineering is concerned architecture sculpture um so anyways definitely worth reading 
if that seems up your alley. Uh, and then Benjamin Franklin, of course, as I mentioned before, Benjamin Franklin, um, also obviously a genius in his own right. Um, and it's really a good book, even though I, I said I put it down. Uh, it really is a good book. I'm looking forward to diving into it again um, this summer. So uh, the next book is The Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living uh, by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. So this book I actually started back in October. I bought it on my Kindle then, but I've read one of the daily meditations uh, every day since then. I may have skipped a couple days, but if I did, I, I made up for it. I read two the next day. And uh, this book is so great. I love reading the work of Marcus Aurelius and Seneca. Uh, they were Stoic philosophers. And I just find a lot of peace reading about Stoic philosophy. I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. And this book gives you just a little bite size of wisdom every morning if, if you choose to read it. So even though it's not a book I'm going to finish this summer, I probably well, I won't finish it until October because that's where I started it, and, and that'll get me through a year worth of reading. But um, definitely worth checking out and uh, reading every day if that's your thing. Okay, another book that I am reading. This is the last of the books that I've decided to read this summer. I'm sure I'll decide to read other ones or other ones might pop up, and I'll share those with you all if you'd like. But um, the last book that I'm reading right now, this is the book I use to fall asleep to, actually. Uh, just reading at night helps me fall asleep on my Kindle. And um, that book is A Storm of Swords. It is the third book in A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. Um, you may know it by, by the term Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones is an HBO show. It's the title of the first book in the series. But a lot of times people just call the whole series uh, Game of Thrones. Um, but I'm on the third book, A Storm of Swords, and I just love this story. You know, I really love Harry Potter, read the whole series, rereading it with my daughter right now. Love J.R.R. Tolkien. I love C.S. Lewis. Um, I love the mythology behind all of those stories. And, you know, even though I've, I'm all caught up on the Game of Thrones TV series, it's been uh, really, really fun reading through uh, the books now. And there's five of them. I'm on the third one. Hopefully, George R. R. Martin will finish the series. Um, you know, I think there's two more books he's supposed to write to finish it out. But um, I, I just really enjoy the story. I think as it goes on, um, it gets very heroic. Um, and, you know, if you've heard of the story, uh, the TV show, I should say, um, you know, it might sound a little risque, uh, violence and might have some inappropriate things in it and it, it does it is uh, pretty explicit the show is um i would say that even though the books um are are violent and have some things that are kind of rough in them um not as bad as the tv show so if you've stayed away from the tv show because you just don't like that type of thing uh but you like kind of fantasy epic stories i i highly recommend the books and then you can just you know avoid the movie or the tv show so Anyways, um, okay, books I highly recommend. Um, if none of those that I've already mentioned are uh, appealing to you, maybe these will be. Uh, the first book is Coherence, The Right Drivers in Action for Schools, Districts, and Systems by Michael Fullan and Joanne Quinn. I love this book. Uh, people who know me well know that I love this book so much. Not everyone agrees with me. Some people don't find it as important as I do. 
but I certainly do find it important. It has helped me so much um, as far as the way that I think about education, the way that I think about leadership in education, and how leaders should run their organizations. Um, it's one of those things that I've read and I do, I'm not forgetting. A lot of times people read books and then they move on to the next book and find the, the next new thing, the next new idea. That That's not the case for me. I usually, I read a lot of books, but I hold on to the important things. And this is one of them. The four right drivers um, are so important. And I highly recommend this book, especially if you're a leader. Uh, that's whether you're a teacher, I can be coach or principal, superintendent, whatever. This book is important. So that's Coherence by Michael Fullen and Joanne Quinn. The next book I like is Leading Impact Teams, Building a Culture of Efficacy by Paul Bloomberg and Barb Pitchford. I read this book over a year ago. I've gotten a chance to meet both Paul and Barb, and I've gotten to know Barb pretty well. This book is so good, and collective teacher efficacy is a term that's thrown around a lot, but I don't see a lot of strategies, at least, I mean, maybe people are, are saying a lot of strategies and I'm just not hearing it, but I don't hear people talking about how do you build collective teacher efficacy. Well, this book talks about it. This book is how to do it. It's the how-to manual for building collective teacher efficacy and all revolves around evidence, analysis, action, or the EAA model. Um, I think if schools adopted this from the student level, teacher level, administration level, if that's how people looked at data, interpreted things, analyzed them, and made next steps, I think things there'd be a lot more clarity. There'd be a lot more coherence, a lot more alignment, and I think that um, students would succeed. So um, if you were looking for a way to revitalize the pre-existing PLC structures that have been put in place, especially in, um, in your school district, uh, please check out Leading Impact Teams. Okay, next book is Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Uh, this book is, um, was really good. I read it last summer, um, but it was one of the books that the University of Virginia wanted people to read before traveling there last summer. And I read it just to, you know, just to know what everyone was talking about. And probably one of the best books for uh, creating change and for understanding people, understanding how to motivate people. If you are a leader at your school site and you would like to affect change, then I think a good place to start for some support on that is the book Switch. The next book is Rework by Jason Fried and David Heinemeyer Hansen. Um, both super smart people. And they, but this book is really simple. And the thing I love about it so much is how it's just written in everyday language, basic common sense, uh, and about balance in life and work, about how to get things done. Um, you know, it's not written specifically for teachers, but there are so, or, or principals, but there are so there's so much wisdom in it for people in education. And it's a quick read, a perfect summer read. I mean, you could finish this book in a couple hours. So um, pick that up if you're if you're into that, if that's something that sounds good to you. Rework is awesome. Okay, and then the next, or last two books, I should say, books 14 and 15, are by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. And those books are Anti-Fragile and Skin in the Game. Anti-Fragile came out years ago uh, I want to say maybe five, six years ago, and then Skin in the Game just came out in February, I believe, of this year, 2018. 
Um, Anti-Fragile, of all the books that I've read the last 10 years, uh, nonfiction books, that is, Anti-Fragile has done the most to mold me into who I am right now, um, as far as books are concerned. I see the world through a different lens, and I've read Anti-Fragile twice. And I wish I could say I've read reread books uh, that I do that often, but I don't. Um, but this book I had to reread, and I'm sure I will reread again. Um, Skin in the Game, I read in February. I bought it as soon as it came out. Uh, another wonderful book. It takes ideas for Anti-Fragile, and um, I, I don't want to say it makes it more accessible, but I think that Talib is definitely... Um, refining ideas, uh, and his book, one book leads to another as he writes them. And Skin in the Game really shows the importance of authenticity and real and making decisions and putting yourself in a position where you will suffer for those decisions uh, if, if needed. Um, then I think insulates you from who you are and the decisions you make. Uh, highly recommended, again, anti-fragile. And skin in the game, and another book, and I'm going to add this to the show notes. Uh, but another book, I'll just do a 16th one. What the heck? By Nassim Nicholas Taleb is the Bed of Procrustes. Again, that's the Bed of Procrustes by Taleb, and um, that's just a book of wisdom, aphorisms, um, heuristics, I should say. Um, I think that's the way he he uh, refers to it as heuristics. But um, just a lot of wisdom, really short sentences, one right after the other, that um, that just kind of talk about life. And I think it's uh, a great way to get introduced to Talib's work because it's a pretty simple book to read. Uh, the other ones get a little, uh, you know, it's, they're not books you'd want to take to the beach, I should say. So, okay, 16 books. There you go. Some of which I have read this summer or am currently reading or will read, and some of which that I think are highly important uh, and that have affected me greatly. Um, let me know if you have any questions about these. Again, the show notes will be on PBV Lounge. And, um, you know, I hope you all have a restful summer. If you would like to be involved with PBV Pod and be interviewed, I would love to interview uh, anyone who uh, would like to be on the show. I'd like to continue this uh, into the summer so that people can listen as they're relaxing or picking up the house or doing yard work or sitting by the pool, whatever it might be. Um, I'd like to put some shows out there for people to listen to. Um, so please contact me if you'd like to chat on PBB Pod. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all soon.